0: Hey, y'all. Welcome back as we continue into the promised land with the Israelites as they get settled into their new homes in chapter 21, verse 1. And here we have the Levites. They have not been given any place to live yet officially, so we're going to continue with a little bit of distribution in this chapter. Then the leaders of the tribe of Levi came to consult with Eleazar the priest, Joshua Samnon, and the leaders of the other tribes of Israel. They came to them at Shiloh in the land of Canaan and said, The Lord commanded Moses to give us towns to live in and pasture lands for our livestock. So by the command of the Lord, the people of Israel gave the Levites the following towns and pasture lands out of their own grants of land. The descendants of Aaron, who were members of the Kohathite clan within the tribe of Levi, were allotted 13 towns that were originally assigned to the tribes of Judah, Simeon and Benjamin. The other families of the Kohathite clan were allotted 10 towns from the tribes of Ephraim, Dan, and the half-tribe of Manasseh. The clan of Gershon was allotted 13 towns from the tribes of Issachar, Asher, Naphtali, and the half-tribe of Manasseh in Bashan. The clan of Merari was allotted 12 towns from the tribes of Reuben, Gad, and Zebulun. So the Israelites obeyed the Lord's command to Moses and assigned these towns and pasturelands to the Levites by casting sacred lots. The Israelites gave the following towns from the tribes of Judah and Simeon to the descendants of Aaron, who were members of the Kohathite clan in within the tribe of Levi, since the sacred lot fell to them first. Kiriath Arba, that is Hebron, in the hill country of Judah, along with its surrounding pasture lands. Arba was an ancestor of Anak, but the only... But the open fields beyond the town and the surrounding villages were given to Caleb, son of Jephunneh, and his possessions. The following towns with their pasture lands were given to the descendants of Aaron, the priest. Hebron, a city of refuge for those who accidentally kill someone. Libna, Jatir, Eshtomia, Helen Debir, Aen, Juta, Beth Shemesh, nine towns from these two tribes from the tribe of, tribe of Benjamin, the priests were given the following towns with their pasture lands, Gibeon, Geba, Anathoth, and Alman, four towns. So in all, thirteen towns with their pasture lands were given to the priests the descendants of Aaron. The rest of the Kohathite clan from the tribe of Levi was allotted the following towns and pasture lands from the tribe of Ephraim. Shechem in the hill country of Ephraim, a city of refuge for those who accidentally kill someone, Gezer, Gibziam, and Beth Horon, four towns. The following towns and pasturelands were allotted to the priests from the tribe of Dan Eltica, Gibbethon, Aijelon, and Gathrimon, four towns. The tribe, the half tribe of Manasseh allotted the following towns with their pasturelands to the priests Tanek, Gathrimon, two towns. So, in all, ten towns with their pasturelands were given to the rest of the Koathite clan. The descendants of Gershon, another clan within the tribe of Levi, received the following towns with their pasturelands from the half-tribe of Manasseh, Golan in Bashan, the city of refuge for those who accidentally kill someone, and Biashtira, two towns. From the ta- tribe of Issachar, they received the following towns with their pasture lands, Kishion, Dabarath, Jarmuth, and Enganim, four towns. From the tribe of Asher, they received the following towns with their pasture lands, Mishal, Abdon, Helkath, and Rehob, four towns. From the tribe of Naphtali, they received the following towns with their pasture lands. Kadesh in Galilee, the city of refuge for the, those who accidentally were to kill someone. Hamathdor, Kartan, three towns. So in all 13 towns with their pasture lands were allotted to the clan of Gershon. The rest of the Levites and Merari clan were given the following towns with their pasture lands from the tribe of Zebulun, Jokneam, Karta, Dimnah, Nahalal, 4. towns From the tribe of Reuben, they received the following towns with their pasture lands, Bezir, Jahaz, Kedemoth, and Mephath, 4. towns From the tribe of Gad, they received the following towns with their pasture lands, Ramoth and Gilead, the city of refuge for those who accidentally kill someone, Menahanaim, Heshbon, and Jazer, 4. towns. So in all, 12 towns were allotted to the clan of Merari. The total number of towns and pasture lands within the Israelite territory given to the Levites came to 48. Every one of these towns had pasture lands surrounding it. So the Lord gave to Israel all the land that he had sworn to give their ancestors, and they took possession of it and settled there. And the Lord gave them rest on every side, just as he had solemnly promised their ancestors. None of their enemies could stand against them, for the Lord helped them conquer all their enemies, and not a single one of all the good promises the Lord had given to the family of Israel was left unfulfilled. Everything that he had ever spoken came through. So here we have four cities from each tribe were given to the Levites to live in and work in for God. So that made 48 cities in all. And this is the completion. The land is completely divided now. The Levites have their share. All the 12 tribes have their share. And this is a fulfillment of the promise that was given to Jacob, that his 12 sons would share in a land promised straight from God. And God is faithful to every single one of his promises. If it's in his word, it will be delivered. And we can stand in faith and trust that God is faithful, and he will always deliver on his promises everything he does and says is pure and holy and righteous and he is awesome and trustworthy and we can rely on him with every single second of every single breath we take in chapter 22 verse 1 then joshua came together with the tribes of Reuben, gad and the half tribe of manasseh he told them you have done as moses the servant of the lord commanded you and have done every order that i have given you during all this time you have not deserted the other tribes you have been careful to obey the commands of the Lord your God right up to the present day, and now the Lord your God has given the other tribes rest as he promised them. So go back home to the land that Moses, the servant of the Lord, gave you as your possession on the east side of the Jordan River, but be very careful to obey all the commands and instructions that Moses gave you. Love the Lord your God, walk in all his ways, obey his commands, hold firmly to him, and serve him with all your heart and all your soul. So Joshua blessed them and sent them away, and they went home. So they are finally going home. They, after years and years of wandering and battles to claim their land, they are home. In chapter 22, verse 7, Moses had given the land of Bashan, east of the Jordan River, to the half-tribe of Manasseh. The other half of the tribe was given the land on the west side of the Jordan. As Joshua sent them away and blessed them, he said to them, Go back to your homes with the great wealth that you have taken from your enemies, the vast herds of livestock, the silver, gold, bronze, and iron, and the large supply of clothing. Share the plunder with your relatives. We should always be excitedly anxious and and eager to share from our extra. Verse 9. So the men of Reuben, Gad, and the half-tribe of Manasseh left the rest of Israel at Shiloh in the land of Canaan, And they started the journey back to their own land in Gilead, the territory that belonged to them according to the Lord's command through Moses. But while they were still in Canaan, and when they came to a place called Geliloth near the Jordan River, the men of Reuben, Gad, and the half-tribe of Manasseh stopped to build a large and imposing altar. The rest of Israel heard that the people of Reuben, Gad, and the half-tribe of Manasseh had built an altar at Geliloth at the edge of the land of Canaan on the west side of the Jordan River. So the whole community of Israel gathered at Shiloh and prepared to go to war against them. First, however, they sent delegation led by Phinehas, son of Eleazar, the priest, to talk with the tribes of Reuben, Gad, and the half-tribe of Manasseh. In this delegation were 10 leaders of Israel, one from each of the 10 tribes, and each the head of his family within the clan of Israel. So this is a huge example. First of all, there. They're planning on going to war based on hearsay. They heard that the tribe was building an altar, and the only sacrifices that should be, were to be given were to be given in the, on the ta- at the tabernacle. That is the only place allowed for sacrifices. So they have heard that they're building this altar, and they're ready and prepared to go to war with their brothers, and instead they decide to first go talk to them. That is what we should always do. Don't assume or gossip or presume things. Before talking with people. In verse 15. When they arrived in the land of Gilead. They said to the tribes of Reuben, Gad, and the half tribe of Manasseh. The whole community of the Lord demands to know why you are betraying the God of Israel. How could you turn away from the Lord and build an altar for yourselves in rebellion against him? Again, we're making some assumptions here. They could have maybe asked instead of assumed. In verse 17. Was our sin at Peor not enough? To this day, we are not fully cleansed of it, even after the plague that struck the entire community of the Lord. And yet today you are turning away from following the Lord. Again, an assumption. If you rebel against the Lord today, he will be angry with all of us tomorrow. If you need the altar because the land you possessed is defiled, then join us in the Lord's land where the tabernacle of the Lord is situated and share our land with us. But do not rebel against the Lord or against us by building an altar other than the one true altar of the Lord our God. Didn't divine anger fall on the entire community of Israel when Achan, the member of the clan of Zerah, sinned by stealing the things set apart for the Lord? He was not the only one who died because of his sin. Then the people of Reuben, Gad, and the half-tribe of Manasseh answered, the heads of the clans of Israel, The Lord, the Mighty One, is God. The Lord, the mighty one, is God. He knows the truth. And may Israel know it too. We have not built the altar in treacherous rebellion against the Lord. If we had done so, do not spare our lives to this day. If we have built an altar for ourselves to turn away from the Lord or to offer burnt offerings or grain offerings or peace offerings, may the Lord himself punish punish us. So they're... they're defending themselves. They're saying, search me, show me. If it is that, if that is the case, then punish us, search us. In verse 24, the truth is we have built this altar because we fear that in the future, your descendants will say to ours, what right do you have to worship the Lord, the God of Israel? The Lord has placed the Jordan river as a barrier between our people and you people of Reuben and Gad. You have no claim to the Lord. So your descendants may prevent our descendants from worshiping the Lord. So we decided to build the altar, not for burnt offerings or sacrifices, but as a memorial. It will remind our descendants and your descendants that we, too, have the right to worship the Lord at the sanctuary with our burnt offerings, sacrifices, and peace offerings. Then your descendants will not be able to say to ours that you have no claim to the Lord. If they say this, our descendants can reply, look at this copy of the Lord's altar that our ancestors made. It is not for burnt offerings or sacrifices. It is a reminder of the relationship that both of us have with the Lord. Far be it from us to rebel against the Lord or turn away from him by building our own altar for burnt offering, grain offering, or sacrifices. Only the altar of the Lord our God that stands in front of the tabernacle may be used for that purpose. When Phinehas the high priest and the leaders of the community, the heads of the clans of Israel, heard this from the tribes of Reuben Gad and the half-tribe of Manasseh, They were satisfied. Phineas, the son of Eleazar, the priest, replied to them, Today we know that the Lord is among us because you have not committed this treacherous act against the Lord as we had thought. Instead, you have rescued Israel from being destroyed by the hand of the Lord. Then Phineas, the son of Eleazar, the priest, and the other leaders of the tribe of Reuben and Gad in Gilead, returned to the land of Canaan to tell the Israelites what had happened. And all the Israelites were satisfied and praised God and spoke no more of war against Reuben and Gad. The people of Reuben and Gad named the altar Witness, for they said, "It is a witness between us and them that the Lord our God too, that the Lord is our God too." So this was a reminder that, hey, we get to worship God too. They're on the other side of the river. So they were afraid that they would eventually as the descendants went down from generation to generation eventually that would say like you don't belong here why are you worshiping at our tabernacle and they would be refused in so this is a, a reminder that they are part of the israel tribe and that they get to worship and sacrifice to god on the tabernacle also and this shows the dangers of gossip and assumptions too like they were ready to go to war over something that they didn't understand or know both sides of so never assume that you know things talk ask questions it maybe nicer than these guys did they kind of accused him before asking but it's a good remembrance that we need to be sure we know where other people are coming from what their driving passion is what's going on in their situation don't assume accuse or judge people it's just not what we're supposed to do in any single circumstance at all ever so that concludes chapters 21 and 22 and we'll continue on tomorrow have a great day y'all